but it's all day. The Talk, my credo podcast. Turn this up. Everybody, we are back in this thing. Welcome to another episode of the Talk My Credo Podcast. I'm your boy Dante here with my fam in the building. I assume the room is here. Pete Shaw is here. KT is here. KT, what's going on? How was your weekend? Um, it was pretty relaxing. Relaxing? Yeah. What did you do to relax? That's none of your business. Suki Hana and Sexy Red. What's the name of that song that they be? Oh, no. <laughs> uh, I don't even want to know what song it is. If it got Sexy Red in it, I don't want to hear it. It's, it's one of them songs. Uh, it, it's this bop, 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 bop. And then they be saying the most ratchet things you can think of. Yeah, no, thank you. I'm good. <sighs> I would just say I, I thought that was that may have been the soundtrack to your weekend. That's all I was saying. That's all I was trying to say. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, anyway, 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 it's all good. Peace, y'all. What's going on, man? How, how you doing, man? What's up? What's up? What's up? You know, per usual, you know, uh, still alive. I tell everybody. Uh, I was telling them this weekend. They're like, "Yeah, what's going on?" I'm like, I'm still in the float. You know, staying above water. And I, I always have to reiterate because I know a God who can walk on water. But um, God is still good. Still trusting Him. Still waiting on these ends to come through, but you know, God is still providing. So yeah, I have nothing to complain about. Big facts, big facts. Uh Nasu Nuru. What's up? How you doing, man? What's going on? What the I wanna thank, is? I want to thank P. Shaw for mentioning the fact that yes, I do walk on water. My name is Nasu Nuru from the late night flight. And uh yeah, today today is a great day for sports. It really is. You got the Jets versus the Chargers. You got L.A. versus uh, the Heat tonight. You have the Knicks playing the Clippers tonight. You're going to get to see James Harden. Uh, what else is going on Monday? At, at Well, at a lower niche uh, audience, you can even get Monday Night Raw. They're just coming out of a crown jewel over there in Saudi Arabia. Some people may yep. like that. And uh, the reason why I'm over here just talking about all the sports going on is because I just want to remind you that there are certain certain i said certain with a d there are certain uh celebrities if you will or or careers that can help you build a niche audience based on let's say something else that you may like like a hobby so we're about to learn that today from this guy named keith lee i'm going to teach you guys something that you didn't know all right, well, let's get right into it. So, speaking of which, we spoke on <clears throat> Keith Lee and his um, his recent visit to Atlanta, which definitely took the uh, social media world by storm because everybody, their grandma and their pet gerbil, had something to say about what was going on with Keith Lee and the Atlanta food restaurant scene. So, now he's come and gone. He's he's. Moving on to the next city, he had to address a whole bunch of things, some crazy backlash, some negative stuff, which is hilarious to me. Because if you just look into the guy, you were like, him? Really? What? Like, what's all this backlash about? But, you know, people will always be people. And it, it that you know, it's, it never ceases to amaze or surprise how people act and respond to things, especially when it comes to criticism and accountability. But most notably on a late night show, no pun intended, with with Shannon Sharp, the retired Hall of Fame football star, Chad Johnson, a.k.a. Ocho Cinco. Uh, He caught wind of this Keith Lee phenomenon, which really isn't a phenomenon. He's been doing this for years. But he caught wind of Keith Lee's visit to Atlanta, and he had some things to say about Keith Lee's visit 
that stirred up a little uh, controversy. So we're going to take a listen to this, see what's going on with it, and then we're going to respond. All right, y'all check this out. Okay, but I like the fact of what he's doing. Ocho. I, I don't like. I don't, you, I don't. I don't like. The, I don't like the critiquing of our restaurants and and having people and and and, and talking bad about our goddamn businesses and Ocho. like dude, you know Ocho. how hard you know how it hard is. it is and I get it. for us to Ocho. even get in the food industry and to have Ocho. our own restaurant and so. Ocho. Like, what are we doing? Don't ask me. Don't ask me to come to your house and then ask me what I think about it without giving me asking me to give you my honest opinion. Nobody. Asked. Asked. Nobody asked for that. Ocho. Nobody asked for that. A, a lot of these people listen. A lot of these. A lot of these restaurants do DM him. Ask him to come, but he wants to go on. A lot of times, he wants to go unannounced and give people. That's what he is. He's a food critic. He's turned himself into a food critic. It's okay. Are we turning himself? Are you resume? What are the qualifications? What are, what are the qualifications of being a food critic? Go to a restaurant and do you like the food? Did you like the customer service? What was it like? Yes. What was the wait time like? That's all you got to do. How about go do that at Maestro's? Go do that shit at Chris Roof. Go do it at Poppy Steak. Go do it at fucking Zuma. Go do it at goddamn whatever the fucking rest of them goddamn five star restaurants okay. that everybody go do it at that. Name one of the restaurants you go to in LA. Name one. Where you and Selena Gomez went? Where y'all went? What's the name of the restaurant y'all went to? I don't forgot now. You know. I, you know. I, I, I honestly forgot because go, I had go, I had never I have never been there before. Go do it at day restaurants and give them the bad press and the bad all the bad. Ocho, 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 Ocho. Because you're black doesn't mean you're above criticism. I'm not saying critique. you're above anything, but go go do it there. It's it's hard enough for us as it is. Now here you go. So in other words, so if he got bad service, he's supposed to just let that slide. Service wasn't bad. Service because oh. it wasn't. It wasn't. I ain't never had bad service. And <laughs> even, if, even if the service was bad, they might be having a bad day because some of the goddamn idiots they don't have to deal with. Ocho, 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 honestly, in the customer service business, you can't have a bad day. Because think about what you just said. Customer service. Do you know what it's like dealing with some of these people? You shouldn't got in that business. Day. Do not get into the customer service business if you can be easily perturbed. By having a bad day. But sometimes you need a job. And sometimes the, that job being customer service and being in the food industry yeah. is all you can do. Oh, oh, what, what he's doing, that's cool, that's fine. And you know, you know, more power to him. And more more power to those that that is affecting in a positive or negative way. That just me. You feel the thumbs up some type of way about that. I mean that's that's just me. Okay, I, well, I, I'm just restaurant. thinking. I'm just. I'm thinking from a business, a, a business standpoint, how fucking hard it is for people to fucking build. Just man, that's man, fucking bullshit, man. I so hey. um, th th this is this is the order. <laughs> this, mm. this is the order. <laughs> he went in, didn't he? <laughs> he went in. All right. <laughs> Nas KT to P Show. Nas, listen. We heard this uh critique of Keith Lee's critique. So just just let me know your initial reaction when it comes to Ocho Cinco's uh response to hearing about this random dude showing up to all these black owned restaurants and tearing them down and not and doing all this stuff go go to chris ruth not ruth chris but chris ruth <laughs> to do all that <laughs> what's your thoughts mm -hmm. okay so do you want me to just talk about my thoughts of what uh el ocho loco said you want me to start with that <laughs> yes we'll you, start want there. Go, you want me to start there okay because because i do have i do have a lot to say with keith Keith Lee, not in a bad way, actually. Not in a bad way at all. Very positive. Um, okay. I, I, realistically, uh, KT, don't be mad at me. I do need seven minutes and 50 seconds on the clock. <laughs> on this I, I, I'm going to be very honest right here. All right? So, so this is what we're going to do. Let me get your initials. Okay. Then we're going to circle around, and, and then we're going to end it with you. Okay, cool. Thank you. That's all I need. We just need organization. Yep. I'm good. You know what I'm saying? Uh -huh. I'm good with this. So for that, I'm going to just answer the Ocho Cinco stuff. I just need four minutes. Okay. <laughs> He's back, baby. He's you know? back. <laughs> what are we talking about here? <laughs> anyway, so El Ocho Loco, okay, the crazy eight known as Chad Johnson. He is he's wrong. I'm sorry, uh, Mr. Ocho. I I just respectfully disagree on your stance big time. You can't look at this as a black American thing or white American thing. Just let the young man go to these places and he's, he's you know, he's putting on uh, for his platform as far as him just being a graceful individual, godly individual, God first individual, uh, humble demeanor. This is just the demeanor he's he's presenting. I'm not saying that he is or he isn't. This is just what he wants to uh, portray and I'm cool with it. It's, it's no big deal. This is just personalities doing what personalities do, which is showing off their personality. So Chad Ochocinco, 
we know this man's a loudmouth. Now, I thought he was an intelligent loudmouth when he was in the NFL. Today, the podcast Chad Johnson, I don't know what's up with him. I think he's just all drama. So to say that you only tackling black businesses based on the fact that Keith Lee has, for the most part, been at black businesses, can't look at it like that, Chad. Realistically, it's all about customer service. And he's just detailing what he believed, what the customer service was or wasn't in all these restaurants. That's what a food critic does. That's just, don't matter what the race is, that's what they do. Now, I know you told me I can't get into Keith Lee, but I, I'm just going to say this, and I'll be quiet. This is less than four minutes. Be, uh, be grateful, KT. So the thing is this. I'm going to just say this, and then hopefully you'll come back to me and I get to end it the way I want to end it. Podcast Chad Johnson is a platform. He's a real deal personality on podcast. So whether he was right or wrong, there's going to be 700,000 views attached to his name because of what he did in the NFL. This is a Hall of Fame wide receiver. This isn't, you know, this isn't TJ Who's Your Mama. This is Chad Ochocinco Johnson. All right, this guy's going to the Hall of Fame. He's one of the greatest wide receivers of all time. And when you are, when you have that type of uh, prestige, just like Club Shay Shay with Shannon Sharp, you're going to get a lot of views. You're going to get a lot of attention, whether you're right or wrong. And that's going to bring me to what Keith Lee is on a smaller scale. But we're talking about a Bellator MMA fighter. But, but that's, that's all I'm going to say for right now. Whoever's next, whoever's next. Ocho was way off base. It's like he didn't even watch <laughs> any of the videos, for real. He just formed an opinion based on the backlash or whatever and decided to say that Keith Lee was just bashing Black businesses, which was not the case. But um, as far as what he said about you know, how hard it is. Yeah, it's definitely hard when you are in the customer service business. It's hard. It's hard. Definitely. Um, but you got to be consistent. You got to consistently give good service in order to build up your reputation. That's just part of the business. And him sitting there thinking that, and I think really with Keith Lee going to black businesses is because he wants to support black businesses. It's not necessarily that he wants to just critique black business. I think he wants to support black businesses. That's why he does mostly black restaurants and stuff because he wants to give that support. It's not a bashing thing. It's not to down his own people. That's not what it's giving me at all. So he's way off base. He just doing a whole lot of this and it's like, okay, all right, whatever. That's how I feel about it. Well, I like, I like Shannon Sharp and um, Ocho Cinco will not go to the Hall of Fame. I don't care what his stats are like in 11 years. I don't think he put in the good enough numbers up to put him up. I don't care how great he is. I'm just speaking truth. We can go look it up. You can you look it up. I can look it hall? up. Already, he's not. He's not even getting in the door. So the only thing he gonna get into is on the podcast. That's where he's gonna get the rest of his money at. Now he worth a lot of money still to the day. But um, but you already know. I know Ocho Cinco stats. Um, I never made it up, but I know your stats, Ocho Cinco. Um, as great as you are, you still ain't make it. You didn't. You didn't. You didn't get there. You you came up just a little bit short from being a Jerry Rice, from being a Randy Moss. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah, and you was on the same area as Terrell Owens, but he going to end up surpassing you in that category just based off the fact that you want to be a talking head. So the fact that you don't know, just like I know research on you, you should have done research on Keith Lee. You know what I mean? Like you should have known that he's doing a lot. You should have known that he's giving. You should have known that he retired a school teacher. You should have known that some of these businesses are selling out because of what he's doing, what he's impacting them on. You should have known that. Like, you, we get on this podcast, I talk about what I know, and I try my best not to talk about what I don't know. I, I'm not political. I don't bring it up. I tell I tell, I tell you, hey, let, let one of them start off. Then I give my input. But a lot of those things I'm finding out in the yeah. moment. 
but I'm not going to talk about you, Ocho Single, without knowing you was in the league 11 years. I'm not going to talk about you, Ocho Single, to not know these things that you went over a 1,000 yards seven times. Like, how did I know these things? Because I know football first, but I know at the same time, sometimes you got to listen before you speak. Your boy was trying to save you. Shannon Sharp was trying to save you. Like, listen, because you got your own personal opinion. But even Keith Lee said, yes, everybody's entitled to their opinion. This right here podcast is our opinion. It's not facts. But what I just read you on your stats are facts. Look it up. You know your own stats. I know you're worth a lot of money, but you will not go to the Hall of Fame, my boy. If you do, it's because somebody didn't get in there. That's the only way. But as of today, <laughs> the podcast is the six. It's my shout out to my daughter. Today, my daughter's birthday. Happy, happy birthday, Chunky Baby. Hey. So it's her birthday. On her birthday, we're happy telling birthday. you, you will not get up in there. But um, but yeah, but I you know I ain't I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna really go in on you because you are amazing. You are a good athlete, but you're not getting in there, my boy. So if you're gonna um be in a position that you in, talk about what you know and let other people talk about other things. But do your research first. Facts was since since we're giving a little you know birthday shout out, shout out to, to my baby girl, to my niece. Also shout out to my pops. Today is my pops' birthday. So there you go. Hey, happy birthday, pops. Hey. So shout out to Pops. Just talked on the phone with him before I hopped on. But yeah, but yeah. All right, Nas, bring us home, man. Give us some game. Give us that game. How long this going to be? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Wait a minute. 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 Hold up. Hold up. This is now the sales practice at its best. Let's get it. <laughs> hey, yo, you know what? Just for that intro, I'm going to let that Ocho Slinko take a uh, slide. Uh, Keyshaw, that that Hall of Fame take. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, based on stats, it seems like he's a shoe in for the Hall of Fame. But it's all good. It's all good. I, I'm with you. It's all good. That was it. Was a fine take till you said all that. I'm like, you sure? You sure about that? But but anyway, no, no. All jokes aside, this is this is some business uh, right here that I wanted to speak on. So there are certain celebrities, um, or not celebrities, my, my bad, wrong C word, careers that are visual careers for social media. And what I mean by that is if you are these type of, if you are people that have this type of profession, I personally believe you can be easily attached to 100,000 followers, no problem. Personal trainers, all right? Football players, basketball players, NHL players, you know, those type of people. Um, I'm going to say MMA fighters is also in that basket. Uh, basically, if you're in sports, um, m- sometimes motivational speakers, I don't know if that's necessarily a career, but if you're Grant Cardone, he's 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 made a killing off of that for years. So I would say those type of people, like no disrespect to Instagram models, that's not really a career. That's a come up. Two different C words. Talking about careers, like employed people. Keith Lee is a Bellator MMA fighter. Eight wins, five losses. That means this man shows himself training on social media, and I'm pretty sure he already started the game with 100,000 followers. It has to be true. The man has 14 million followers right now on TikTok. All right? The man started as far as fighting, in 2016, he turned professional in 2016. This is according to his uh, Wikipedia. Uh, made his Bellator debut in 2018. Now I'm about to put y'all on some game. His he had a four he had a four match winning streak, then had two losses back to back, then won three straight. His last match he lost in a decision, a unanimous decision to a, na- a man named Tony Loraini. Now why am I talking about this? Here's why I'm talking about this. He's already a star because he's in a sport that's going to guarantee people watching him anyway. Eight and five in a Bellator level, realistically, that doesn't mean he's really that good. He's good enough, but he's not that good. So what do people that are okay in their sport do? They find a hobby, an interest, a niche, if you will, that they get interested in. Food critic. And it's easy for him. He's already popular. The man tours around the country going to different sparring events, going to training, things of that nature. He's from Detroit, Michigan. So, of course, he flew down to Atlanta and had a good time with his wife and kids, right? 
So this is what this man gets to do. Why not go ahead and criticize some fool places? Well, I don't mean to say it like that, but critique some fool places while he's at it, right? He goes down to Atlanta. You know what it is when it's Atlanta. It's love in Atlanta. He's just making critiques of the spots that he go to. And now, now, hey, do I think it's a bit much when he has to say, and once again, I do not like to tell everybody that I like to come in there. I want to come in there and I want to pay my money and all. Like, listen, my man, slow it down. Whether you was a food critic or not, guess what, bro? You're going to pay for it, all right? Let me tell you something. As a young man that goes around doing this publication called The Late Night Flight, when I'm out here doing this running gun, if I'm at an event and it costs $35, unfortunately, they don't know who I am. So you know what happens? I got to do something that I don't want to do, even though I know I'm about to do a service. I got to pay this event $35. You think I want to sit there and tell? By the way, even though I made this presentation, I had to pay $35. Somebody give me $35. It ain't going to work like that. So, you know, slow that down, Keith. But at the same time, I appreciate your presentation. Because, again, you're trying your – I won't say trying. You're making your best effort to be non-confrontational. You're just like, hey, I came to this spot. Boom. I just wanted to eat like everyone else, even though technically people know who you are. But, but you know, whatever. I'm going to let that I'm gonna let that slide because you're just doing a friendly service. You ain't doing nothing crazy. I saw that video that you sent, Dante, where he spent $2,200 on a soul food restaurant. Let me tell you something. Hey, Dante, I'm not even trying to knock you for a second. You got $2,200 to spend on a soul food restaurant right now? Absolutely not. Yo, listen, man. When you fighting for Bellator, I'm not saying you making millions, but I mean you're making thousands. I'm not saying you can make you you gonna pull twenty two hundred hand over fish, no problem. But I mean with this TikTok money you probably getting right now mixed in with your training and your salary as a as a fighter, period. Yo man, twenty two hundred. I ain't saying it ain't about nothing, but to have someone film it and make it a part of your presentation, that's that's light for you. So. All I'm going to say to that is the man is put in a position to 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 use this hobby as a as a real platform for him. And here goes the kicker, y'all. Remember, he's eight and five. He's only 27 years old. Think about what Logan Paul has done. Think about what Jake Paul has done. They have used social media to be bigger than some of the freaking middleweights that actually do the real boxing. Don't think for a second that this man is not using this platform and using this following to jump right over some heads right to the UFC where he's already more popular than half the fighters that they have in the UFC and whether whether he win or lose he can get the biggest bag he ever got the same way that guy who left the UFC and just fought Tyson Fury and got the biggest bag that he ever got in his life and knocked him down by the way knocked so, him down. so shout out to Keith Lee you know what I mean he, for using a niche a hobby to hopefully catapult himself to another level. Is he the greatest food critic? I mean, I don't know. I don't care. I don't know. I mean, let him work with Gordon Ramsay and we'll find out all together. But for the most part, man, shout out to Keith Lee. He's doing it. Ocho Cinco. Hey, man, it's a bad take. But at the same time, this is a Hall of Fame wide receiver. His podcast and his platform is always going to be bigger, in my opinion, than Keith Lee's. But again, Keith Lee just got to keep doing what he do, and he'll wind up talking to Dana White in a year and a half, making the biggest bag he ever made in his life. That's facts. And I'm not even sure if he... Is he still fighting? Is, is he still well, fighting? Well, well, think about it like this, bro. Yeah, his yeah, last fight was 2000... But his last fight was 2017, January 13th. That was his last... Oh, no, 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 I take that back. No, that wasn't his last fight. I'm sorry. They, they, I don't know why they made this uh, resume like that. So his last fight was a win. I'm sorry. I thought his last fight was a loss. I apologize. Last fight was actually a win, September 3rd, 2022, against oh. Jeremiah Labanio, L-A-B-I-A-N-O. He had two losses before. He was on a two-loss streak before his last uh, match, which was a win. So again, that's 2022. It's 2023 right now. Who said in 2024 yeah. with the with, you know with the level of fame and popularity he has? Because right. again, the matches is all about the feud where is a popular person versus a popular person. That's what gets the bag going. So all he's doing right now is just building up his celebrity and his fame. He doesn't have to be like the greatest fighter right now. He just got to be the biggest name. 
Yep. That's what Logan Paul did. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to be the biggest name. I don't need to be the best fighter. I need to be the biggest name, and then I can show people I'm a really good fighter if I whip somebody's ass. So, yeah, man, shout out to Keith Lee. He's very smart, man. Shout out to Keith Lee, for real, for real. And, of course, Keith Lee did post a response. Uh, he basically said everything that all of us have said uh, in his defense. And just today, uh, I didn't manage to send that video uh, update to the group chat. Ocho Cinco, you know, walked it back. He he apologized and, you know, yeah, says, hey, I'm a fan. I'm, I'm on Team Keith Lee now. And people were flaming me, uh, <laughs> you know, and, and rightfully so. You know, people people was, was at, at his throat. Um, but, don't give him don't give him no points for that though because what? because yeah no 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 because all that is <clears throat> again this is podcast chad that's it's just a ploy yes i'm gonna say whatever i want act like skip bayless say whatever i want is gonna draw attention to me and because i'm still great i'm one of the top 20 wide receivers of all time I can walk it back, say, hey, man, you know what? I didn't mean, I shouldn't, man, I'm Team Keith Lee. Do you know how much more views he going to get now? Yo, man, shout out to you, Chad, for being humble, man, and just at least doing the due dilly to go do your research and learn more about Keith Lee, Keith Lee bro. I love it when black brothers come together. And, and like That's all it's going to be. It's going to be some corny-ass love fest, and he already <laughs> knew he was going to do the two-step verification process anyway. All right? Trust me, like, you are a prophet because that's, yeah, that's exactly it. what's happened. That's exactly what's happened. Just reading the comments, that's exactly what you see in the comments. Yo, hey, man, he stood up. Hey, the apology was as loud as the offense. And da-da-da-da-da, just <laughs> all those Google one-liners that you see on OnlyFans chicks' profiles and stuff. It's uh, And that's basically that. And th this has all happened within a few hours. That he walked him back, apologize, and say he support and whichever restaurant that Keith Lee uh, reviews and stops at, that now Ocho Cinco is going to go there too. And I'm, I'm just like, all right, he played the game. I was like, all right, he played the game. Good, good job. Kudos, kudos, Ocho Cinco, kudos. <laughs> but he played the game. All right, speaking of game, speaking of game, and I ain't really going to take too long on this. I keep saying that I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this topic. Uh, and then last episode, yeah, I, I probably went a good eight minutes on this thing. But I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm chilling because I'm just going to ask a question and then I'm off it. Um, in the latest Palestine versus Israel conflict news, um, the the United States just approved a whole packet. Does the poor KT? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> And a church figured out of this portion of the uh, of the podcast, but the U.S. has approved a fourteen billion dollar aid package to Israel for its defense. And I look at that, I read that, and I was like, "Huh." Two things came to my mind, and then I'm going to start with P. Shaw to KT, and if uh, Nas would like to you know give a, a, some two cents he's more than free to do so but I'm, i i had two thoughts and i just want to see what you guys thought about this one if there's ever been a more blatant f you to black america this would be it you ain't getting your reparations it ain't happening anytime soon if ever which personally i don't think it's ever going to happen um regardless mm -hmm. of the justification because you know, again, we're dealing with people who look at things such as survival. And if this happens, then they believe their survival is at risk. But that's another thing. But anyway, black people, F you and your reparations, because we don't have the money. We don't have this. It's too complicated, blah, 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 blah. But oh, no, we need to. We got 14 billion additional on top of all the money they've been sending oh, to Ukraine. Your tax dollars. Uh-huh. Hmm. And then I was just wondering, you know, exactly what is U.S.'s support for Israel and why do they support them the way that they do? So that that's it for me. That's it for me. I am temptation, two-step stylistics on out of here. Peace, y'all. What, what do you got to say about that? Woo! My hands is up. But please watch out when they close. Because when uh -huh. they close, 
I close your eyes and your nose. Tongue hanging all in your chest, blood all in your clothes. You'd be surprised what these hands do and make 254. Listen, that's that, that's that's a peace shop bar right there. Listen, uh-huh. I'll be telling folk all the time, it, 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 it doesn't matter what you say, what you do. You better be ready to fight for what's yours. They ain't going to give it to you. So, like, you know, you ain't got to be the best at what you do. You ain't got to be the best athlete. You ain't got to be the best sales practice. You ain't got to be the best podcast. Do what you do because they not going to give it to you. So you got to take it. And black people, like like he said, the whole topic was, if you niggas, you ain't getting nothing. That's what it is. Um, the Cherokee Indians, I, my, my great-grandmother was full-blooded Cherokee Indian. The Jews, um, they getting theirs. Um, Israel getting theirs. Like, doggone. Like, can we not just get extra stimulus? Like, you got it. We keep talking about we we had a we had a recession. Where? Where? Billions and billions and billions are going. And it goes back to what we said a few podcasts ago when Dave Chappelle was getting backlash for telling the truth. Y'all are funding a war over there. Like, even when people are mentioning it, you like, man, bump you niggers. Uh, we don't care what y'all got going on. We're gonna send them money anyway. Really? Like, come on now. Like, we got so many homeless people over here. We got so many empty buildings over here. And we can't take care of our own. Um, my mom, she was trying to tell somebody. I, my grandfather used to preach this all the time. How can you be in there? How can I be a millionaire and my brethren is not a millionaire? You know what I mean? So if I'm going to get this, I need to get more than enough and be able to pour it out into my community and pour it out into the people that's looking out for me. Because at the end of the day, if Dante got it, if Nas got it, if KT got it and we rock with each other and we got a good investment, we got a good sales practice, we got a good pitch and it's worth pouring into, it's worth fitting into, then we all can get rich. But yet y'all don't even want to get us a little bit that we deserve, that our ancestors deserve. You don't even want to give us a little bit. The little bit now, a little tip off the top. Pause. I'm just saying, just a little bit. Like, you don't want to give us none of that. And you it's really like saying, like, you got so many black celebrities. Somebody, you know, man, y'all on bigger flat platforms. Now nah, I just said it. You on a platform like this, somebody say something. Like, like, y'all cool with this? Y'all, y'all okay with this? Miss Harris, you all right with this? Like, it makes no sense. And I will never say something if it don't make sense. I'm like that at work. Um, people say, uh, Minister Shaw, why don't you say something? Cause it don't affect me, but this is a, this affects my children. You know what I'm saying? This affects my moms when she trying to um, retire at age 64, 65, but they keep raising up the retirement rate. So now it's at 67. This affects her when she's having a caretake for people and she'll do it for a little bit of money, but she's trying to do it to get to that point. This affects her when y'all could just bless the people with what you owe them. You know what I mean? So I don't want to really get too into it because I go off the stuff that I don't read in this book today. That's the that's the missing scriptures and missing chapters that was in the Bible. I've been reading it all day today because it got a whole two or three chapters that's talking about everything that's going on right now. So wise up, wake up. If you don't know anything about what's going on, I'm not political, but I know about my God and I know the God that I serve. So. I know when I'm praying about these things and I'm searching and I'm reading and I'm reading up on these things and I'm studying within myself and my own devotionals, things are being revealed to me. You know what I mean? But this right here, when when Nate brought this to me, it, it instantly messed with my spirit because I was like, there ain't no way. There ain't no way y'all can be able to just literally spit in our face like that. I mean, what can I say after that? Um Um, um, he, it he makes dropped some me... bars. He did. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't typically have bars. Um, not a rapper, but um, but but you have those notes, those melodies, harmonies. I I, I don't know the the technical terms for music composition, but that's you. Don't play. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I just. It doesn't surprise me in the least. It doesn't surprise me. Um, at this point, I'm just, I don't know. I don't know how I, I can't get any more angry. It ain't gonna do me no good to be, to keep getting angry at this foolishness. It goes on every day. We used to it, you know, 
um, we knew that they would support Israel over black people <laughs> because what what is Israel doing? The same thing that America likes to do and oppress people. That's what they do. They love that. That's what they do. They just find another way to make it a little bit more digestible to the people, but it's the same damn thing. Same thing. So I think America just admires the overt way that Israel is able to carry out this whole thing because America can't get away with doing the same thing anymore. So, you know. Yeah, that's true. What's up, Nas? Have you church finger back into the convo? <laughs> um, well, first of all, first of all, I find this funny that uh, we're, we're making this a topic because when I said this, you act like you ain't want to hear what I had to say when I talked about this. I said this already. Did you? I talked about. Oh yes, we we can go uh go back to the sales practice and and we can watch. Well, he was so dang on long winded. Wasn't nobody listening after what the 10, I mean, 15 sure. minutes you went <laughs> Listen, we all look. I told you it was Super Mario Brothers three. Don't don't do, don't do that. That's not nice. No one said anything about the Corner Piece episode. I don't know what kind of how that was. Listen, yeah, what that how was? Can you tell us what that how was first. How about that? At least I was still making points with my high ass. I was on some psychedelics and I still made great points. It was Dante was mad as hell that I made a point that he ain't want to talk about. Well, let, no, let's talk about it from the Republican side. No, it was over on the black hand side. How about that? We're gonna talk about it from hell, that no, side. Don't say no shit like that. Don't put that on me. We like, look, man, all these right wing mothers. Like, what the what are you talking about? <laughs> black hand. <laughs> black hand side. I don't care about those right Republicans piss me off, man. I swear to God they pissed me off so bad, man. I'm it. sorry. Go I ahead. get it. I get it. We'll, we'll talk about that when, when we uh get to the, the music thing on, on, on the next uh the next episode. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I definitely got something to talk about compared to the uh, well, that compares to Republicans and Democrats. You may like that. You may like that. Yeah. But let me yeah. get into this right now. First of all, America has a money printer. All right. Let's just let's just remind ourselves that this is where 14 billion dollars just come out of nowhere when they say they are in a, a trillion dollar debt. But they just pull out 14 billion because they put the money printer out. Hey, baby, cut the printer on. That's all that is. So that's cool. Whatever. Whatever. I just wish that you would cut it on when we need our money. That's all. So I tell all black people right now, buy all the scratch-offs you can. Get all the, find all the guaranteed free stuff you can get now. Because that's the only way we're going to get our reparations. They don't give it to us in cash. We're going to have to go online and just get every payday loan. They're going to just give us. All right? That's all, that's all we can do. Scratch-offs and payday loans. That is for black people. Now, all jokes aside, I want y'all to understand something. This is just my personal opinion, but I, I think I'm right. I am usually am. Hit me out. People trying to find out what is the connection between America and Israel. Well, do you not know that the Jew American is the most conformed brown American in this country? Okay. They run the music business. They run Viacom. They damn near run the TV business. They run Hollywood. They almost defeated Charlie Sheen and Nick Cannon. Are you kidding me? You think white American who, <clears throat> by the way, redneck white American still don't like Jews, but they recognize the fact that they make money here in this country. And the working class white man is like, this is my friend. And here goes another point, another uh, conformity that you, may, that you may not notice. A lot of these Jews in America aren't brown. They're white. They conformed into Judaism because they get the money. Okay, the connections, it's like the fraternity that you always wanted. I'd rather be a Jew than a Kappa. Are you out your mind? The connections are crazy. That's all it is. It is that. It is the connection of prosperity between these two countries. Israel has shown America, if you bring Israeli migrants to the country, money will be made. And that's, what, that's all it is. So that's the connection. America is dealing with another money-making country. They're not going to deal with the third world countries. What they do with the third world countries is try to develop democracy. They're not even, as we're going to talk about the guy with uh, Mr. Beast, you know what I'm saying? There's not even real cities in all these African uh, countries yet. 
You know, right? You know what I mean? Like, like it's starting to look like an enterprise in Africa now, these last, you know, 15 years. But there's still tribes and mud and safari, you know, but, I mean, jungle, you know what I'm talking about. It's still that. Like, their schools are still plotted where the mud and the woods are, all right? No one's trying to seek seek out how to make money over the, well, not make money, give money to them to rebuild their status or renovate their status. No one's doing that. But with Israel, they already money in. They don't even, they don't really even need America. That's why America likes them. America likes women that do not need them. They're like Robert De Niro in Casino. A woman that do not need them whatsoever, I want to marry you. But I just need a sponsor. It's okay, I'm still marrying you. That's how they, like, and we're caught up in the middle because we, we, we're here. Where else can we go? And the only, my only and I, I'll shut up after this. And it's not a diss to Palestine. I'm just want to make a point when I was so mad and psychedelic. When George, when George Floyd had a knee to his neck, when the young man with the hoodie, uh, what, what was his name? Oh my God. I, how, how do I not Trayvon know? Trayvon Martin. Thank you. Thank you so much, KT. Trayvon Martin. When he got killed, Sandra Bland hit her head on a curve. Where was any brown Palestine person saying, yo, my heart is with you, black America. Here's a hundred dollars. Here's three hundred dollars. Here's one thousand. Here's two million dollars. Where was I love that? Where was I love that? I don't see no country in the world running up and being like, yo, what, what white man doing to y'all is effed up, yo. You know what I'm saying? Look, let me get you a car. Ain't nobody showing us that love. So I can't sit there and be like, yo, my heart is with Palestine. My heart is with everybody. My heart is with everybody. But at the same time, my rent needs to be paid. I am not rich. I am not an Israeli. I'm not a Palestinian. I am somebody that's still trying to make it. And I want this country to do right by what was going on, not only with myself, but people that look like me. So that's just that was just my overall stance with all that. And this $14 billion just, I'm not trying to be right about it, but it just makes the point that I had even that much more solid. You know what I mean, it's just, why did they skip over us, the descendants of the people that built this country versus people that just, what, re reinvented Viacom? The same people that don't want to give Tyler Perry our channel back? That's who we should be repping? I, I ain't with it, nope. And that's basically that. Um, I will say, um, just a quick point. In a couple of ways that Palestine did kind of show up for black folk, they did show up doing the George Floyd things. They did teach a, uh, a number of the protesters and BLM people as far as protesting things and all that type of stuff. They showed up in a couple other things. Um, but even still, the point still stands. You know, it's like two sides of the same coin type thing. Um, I just like to liken it to, okay, we, we are able to, like, walk and chew gum. Like, I can stand in solidarity. I can support you, da-da-da-da-da. But at the same time, I still have a life to live, and we have our own fight to fight um, to where... Now we're just fighting, which is a lot more subtle, which honestly I believe makes it a lot harder because we take certain comforts and things as thinking that it's progress when it's not. That's another thing. But other than, outside of that, I agree with everything that you said. And like I said, I am stylistic shoot up right on out of this topic and uh, right on into the next one. I'm really, I'm just sitting back and, and wondering, even though, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sure a lot of love to this guy because it's just, why not? He, he's in that same vein of, of Keith Lee. Um, and I've seen a collaboration they did where they, they both stopped in and they both did a review on a, on a, uh, on a business, maybe about a year or so ago. Um, and they just, Bless this restaurant with this crazy amount of just support and money, straight up cash. Uh, but I'm like, bro, if you make that type of money though, like you, you just, you just gotta spend this type of money, you know, for tax purposes. But hey, what better way than to actually do things that help communities? But we're talking about YouTube megastar, Mr. Beast, uh, North Carolina's own. But it really doesn't matter to me because I ain't getting none of that money. Uh. 
But Mr. Beast, I mean, he's known for doing a lot of philanthropic things. Uh, I mean, just for for years now, he just does the craziest things. Now, he also does the all the equally crazy things for content sake. But hey, if you have millions upon millions upon millions of people support, I think he has like 17 million uh, followers across all platforms. If I'm not mistaken, I'm, I'm sure that number is more. But just a quick little scan. Um, I saw 17 million on YouTube, I believe. Like it is it's wild. It is wild. So Mr. Beast has um as we continue on with black people in Africa and, and, and black affairs and stuff, Mr. Beast took a trip to Africa where he went on a crusade where he started built one hundred wells on the continent of Africa that spanned about five or six like areas like he was flying all across the country from Kenya to Uganda. Just he was flying all over the place to build a hundred wells total. And I'm just going to show this quick little video kind of recapping all of that. Um, and then I may get a bit Dr. Umarish, but at the same time, I can't be too mad, but y'all check this out. Let me know what you think about it. And, um, and then we're going to keep it moving. And then we're going to you know, end the episode right there. So y'all, let's check this out. Mr. Beast is talking about, which is so funny as far as his name, because he doesn't look anything like a beast. Okay, anyway, all right, here we go. Check this out. This is the first of 100 wells we're going to build in this video. Oh, oh, crap. You just witnessed a small village in Kenya get access to unlimited clean drinking water in less than a second. One down, 99 more wells in Africa to go. You're going to love this video. Combined, these 100 wells are going to give around half a million people fresh water to drink. And after building some more wells on this side of Kenya, we flew south to the school system of Nairiri. And let's just say they were really happy to see us. How's it going? It's not expecting this. Thank you for the welcome. One of the teachers showed me where the students currently get their water, which is from this river. That's extremely unsafe to drink. This is where your students used to get water from? Yes. This is crazy. Yeah. Lives have been saved. Families will come together. The worries will be gone. I know it's weird that a YouTuber has to do all this stuff, but someone's got to do it. And if no one else is, we're going to do it. As you can tell, it really does change the lives of the communities where we build them. All right, so that that was a condensed version. If you want to check out this whole video, of course, it's you know free free plug and promo. I guess just go to Mr. Beast and 100 Wells in Africa, and it's about a 10 minute video that I just literally condensed down to like a minute. But um, I, I watched this video, and as much as I like, I think it's dope. It's just absolutely amazing. Um, it's the exact type of things that I would just love to have the opportunity resources. And, and connections to be able to do. I would love to be able to do something like this. And, you know, just for the sake of fairness, it's not like, you know, this is uncharted territory, that this is like groundbreaking. You know, there's been so many other uh, artists and celebrities and so on and so forth who've taken on these campaigns as well to build wells uh, in Africa. Um, the church that KT and I used to attend, where they got fellowship, they had their own, uh, campaigns and projects to where they also raise money that, that I personally remember just donating and giving things to just so they, as the ministry could build wells in, in Africa and so on. So it, it's not necessarily new, but at the same time, you know, it's just still amazing. And also at the same time, just amazingly sad for me because I'm just thinking with all these things that happen, it has to take these type of efforts because the actual people in the government themselves just aren't able to. And for me, I know why. It's not so much that, oh, this is a, uh, you know, they're just so poor and unable to do anything. It's because imperialism. It's because of colonialism. It's because there is, you know, Africa's been divided up for Europeans and this section is controlled by France. This section is controlled by America. This section is controlled by some other European nation that they literally just use Africa to siphon their resources and goods from to fuel their areas. You know, we talked about um, Niger and other places that are rebelling against France, uh, who takes 
uh, an overwhelming majority, 80 something percent of their like uranium and stuff, literally just to power France that leaves Niger in their area in total poverty and, and, and destitute. Um, but I look at this and as much as I love it, um, it does make me feel some type of way, as I mentioned before, just, you know, why, as he mentioned, why did a YouTuber have to do this? You know, um, we see all these things. And in my Dr. Umar thing, you know, it was, I'm not going to lie. I looked at it and was like, okay, like one of them little white savior type thing, feed the children type thing, the benevolent savior white person with the, you know, poor desolate black people with flies in their face and no drinking water and da 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 da. I'm here to save the day, which is cool. Um, but that's just everything that kind of went through my mind as I watched this video. And as much as I am grateful for it and also a little jealous because I too would like to do stuff like I would love to do something like that. Um, but I would have a totally different message behind it. Not so much of let's just do good. Yeah. Let's just do good, but let's understand why these people are in the position they're in. Um, KT Nas P show. When you see this, you know, just give me your thoughts on this feat of him bending 100 wells. I think it's, pro I think it took him maybe about a month or so. Cause they were just on the move all throughout Africa, all throughout that continent. Um, I just kind of speak to your reaction to him being able to do this. And just kind of like the condition of why a YouTuber and celebrities will have to do this in the first place. So KT, if you will start us off. Um, well, I kind of had mixed emotions about it myself, just like you did, you know, it's like, and, you know, sometimes it makes me wonder because I'm suspicious of people, you know, um, you know, are you really doing this out of being genuine and really just wanting to help or is this just to further build your platform and make you famous and make you look a certain way you know i i have those thoughts too um i don't know mr beast um this is my first time hearing of him really um when you sent out this to to the rest of us to discuss tonight um so i don't i don't know him I can't necessarily pass judgment, but, you know, those things go through my head when I see people, you know, filming things, you know, sometimes, you know, I, even though, you know, it is heartwarming to see these things, sometimes I get the feeling like, okay, you're filming this though. You're filming yourself giving to this person. You're filming yourself doing this for these people. Is it really genuine? Is it really just out of the kindness of your heart? Or are you really just trying to capitalize off of it and get popularity, gain followers, you know, make yourself look a certain way? So I, I don't know. I have mixed emotions about people who film themselves doing good because if I do something for somebody, I don't film myself doing it. You know what I mean? I just do it. I don't need no accolades. I don't need anybody to know about it. I just do it. You know? And so I don't know. I agree to a certain extent. You know, he is a YouTuber. Um, that's his job. So to get that content would be a failure on his part if he didn't. Um, because it's good, like 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 she like KT said, it's good for publicity. It's good to get his name out there. Yet and still, Dante, um, we're gonna do this because I do a lot of outreach. I don't know if anybody knew. Nobody knew because <laughs> I don't talk about it. However, it's a book like this right here, and um. It's 20 people in this book, right? All of them have been behind the wall. I'm the only one who didn't go through this process, but yet, you know, I'm in the book. 
for my outreach ministry that nobody would know. And um, that's just because I get down. I rock stuff like that. I'm actually working up on something to try to get something, Dante, to where I can give back to people behind the wall because I know what it's like to not have a letter, to not have um, money, to not have ends, to try to look out for family and friends. So I try my best to maintain that in, in, in regards to outreach. So if this is considered a part of his outreach, him letting people know a YouTuber is doing this. But that's also one of them times where he could have challenged other people because just by him doing it alone should open the eyes up of all y'all people. who He's worth $200 million. You know what I mean? $200 million. Been doing YouTube since he was 13. So, and I'm a follower because I'm big on ministry. I'm big on outreach. I'm big on giving back. And I don't have nothing to give back. So by the grace of God, I've been allowing, you know, my time to be that give back. So when I, whenever I go to different places to speak or go to different places just to show up, um, God blesses me in other ways. Like when I wasn't working, people was asking me to do ministry. I showed up, but yet I didn't have no bills at the time. I wasn't working. So God provided. So I believe there's different ways to give your tithes and offering. And one of the most expensive things you can do is your time. So he has the money. He has the means. He has the access to be able to do those things. And I and I think it's a good look. Uh, you know, um, he actually is shooting shots to you other YouTubers who have these platforms. You other millionaires who have the money and have the means to do that. Because as he said, as Dante said in the beginning, why is a YouTuber doing this? First of all, let me go ahead and pitch this. Um, You can crop this part out. I'm willing to work with you, Mr. Beast. Hire me. I walk around with you. I minister to these kids with you. Hire me. Oh, it, it, yeah, th this is my sales pitch. Hire me. Use me. Use me. Um, I believe ministry looks exactly like me. Somebody who's been broken. Somebody who's been behind the wall. Somebody who's very flawed. Because the Bible is full of all of them. Everybody who has different issues. I don't think you had, you know, you got a heart for people like me. Just as Christ did. So if you got a heart for people like me, just like all these other jobs, then why are y'all hiring people who can actually elevate that ministry? Because they know what it's like to be in that struggle. They know what it's like to not have. They know what it's like. And they're going to actually take your platform and elevate it because they're going to be like, wow. You know, you actually use somebody who was broken. Use somebody who can be more relatable because they like what you do for them. But you can't relate to them unless you've been in their shoes. Because at 13 years old, you started this thing on YouTube. Yes, I do my research on everybody I watch ministry on. So at 13 years old, Greenville, North Carolina, you've been doing this YouTube thing. You know, you make you make about $3 million a month. You know what I mean? So it's like, I think one year, two, tw in 2020, you made $100 million in one year. So your net worth is $200 million right now. And um, and I believe, you know, in the communities in North Carolina, come to the city of Pleasant Living. I got some things I need you to build. You know what I mean? So I got some things you need to build up. I'm going to hook you up with my cousin B-Spikes. Let y'all get together with Manny O'Mitchell. Let y'all go holler at Donnie Thurman. And um, we'll get it all together. And then Dante Credo come in. He going to pitch something that he got going on. One, because this is beneficial to America. This is beneficial to what you want to do. But if you can do it, put somebody else on. Let them do it with you. You forgot this, uh, P. Shaw. The man was a four-time Creator of the Year Award winner for the Streamy Awards, which is the YouTube uh, YouTube Creator Awards 2020, 2021, 2022, 2023. Rack. People like this, I'm always trying to figure out where in God's name they get this money from. I get it. Don't get me wrong. I know you YouTube. Now, remember, for every 1,000 views, P. Shaw, you get about $7.15 on YouTube. Okay. I'm trying to figure out where this man get all this money from where I'm going to just drag a well around the, Af the, co the continent of Africa and drill holes. It ain't like he went tribe to tribe, city to city. This man went country to country to country to country drilling wells with a, with a, with a finger mabob that I'm like, oh, wait, wait, wait how, how did you get this flowing out? This, that, that costs money. And he you only just, 25. This is what I'm saying. Now, now I want to, I want to, because this, uh, you got a lot of information on, on uh, Wikipedia. Because I want to get to something that he did uh, with some surgery. I'll get to that in a second. But the guy also dibbled and dabbled with some cryptocurrency as well. I'm just trying to fig figure out where the money is coming from. You know what I'm saying? Like the man, uh, I'm trying to find the business here. I can't find it right now because I want to talk more than I want to 
research. But let me get to this cataract surgery because they said a word here that I think that none of us said. And this is probably why KT and P. Shaw said, I'm feeling this, but so I want to read this. This is about cataract surgery. In a video published in January 2023 titled 1,000 Blonde People See for the First Time, Donaldson paid for cataract surgery for 1,000 people who had severely limited vision and had been unable to afford the procedure. Responses to his video on the subject ranged from praise at his intention to spread awareness to criticism that he was creating, get this y'all, charity porn, motivated solely by profit. So this is what's going to happen, because I, I know who this guy is. This guy actually put, a, put together a, a chain restaurant, a Mr. Beast Burger restaurant here in American Dream Mall that's located in the city of East Rutherford, New Jersey, about 15 minutes away from where I'm at right here in Newark, New Jersey. So I, I know about this guy, but he dissolved that business too. I'm just trying to figure out who the F is this guy with the money? Like, because if Kyrie Irving didn't do this, if LeBron James and Jay-Z didn't do this, like, I don't, and I, yo, listen, no disrespect to my boy Hove, yo. Like, I like, like, yo, Hove, I would have definitely thought you did this already. Like, I would have thought you did this. No problem. I would have just thought you, you and B would have did this. No problem. So it's more of, I don't want to be mad at this young white dude. And mind you, he's a millennial white, well, a Gen Z white dude, technically. I don't even want to be mad at him. He's just taking the opportunity as is. What you're supposed to do, you're supposed to be an opportunist. What I'm trying to be, what I'm more fixated in is why LeBron, Kyrie Irving, Jay-Z, Beyonce, Oprah, Cornelius West, why they didn't do this? Because no one would have felt any way. We would have been, like, you know, like it would have just been a better look. Let's just say it like that. It would have been a better look. If someone that looked like us would have already did this, all right? When Patrick Mahomes, matter of fact, you see why on that episode we was talking about, um, what's my man name that got the bag over there in Boston? Uh, Not Tatum, the other one, Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown. And Jalen Brown talking about he was doing all that talking. It's like, listen, man, don't talk about it. Go buy that drill like my man did. Go fly over there to Uganda and get some wells popping. That's all you got to do for me. I don't want to hear you talking. I don't want to hear you talking because right. talking can just dissolve in 15 minutes. That's what we do right now with YouTube. We can watch something for 10 minutes and it goes away. I got something else to do. Use the money, Patrick Mahomes. Use the money, Russell Wilson. Use the money, Dwayne Wade. Get the drills popping in Africa. That's all you got to do. That's it. That's all I got to say about that, man. Thanks. Mr. Beast did what he did. It's all good. Much love to you. But I don't even want to look at it like, oh, he was in Africa. White man was in Africa doing some colonial stuff. Like, listen, right. he could do that in Greece. He could do that in Italy, Australia. I could care less. I'm just trying to figure out why nobody that looked like me that got way more money than me on, that man. got Mr. Beast money without even going on YouTube is not doing this for us. That's it. And that is the point. And that's the point we're going to end on because that is the the bigger question. Above all our questions, because, you know, even Mr. Beast himself said, you know, it's, yeah, it's kind of weird that a YouTuber has to do it, but hey, people need to be helped. And so that, that's where, you know, despite of my suspicions and side eyes, I'm like, just, you know, it, but but you did it. And at, the, at this point, I can do nothing but salute. And then also look to us, because again, you know, it's not so much of this is a white savior type of thing. It is more of what's what's going on with our inaction. Why aren't we doing these things? Why haven't we as a collective understood that our saviors look just like us? We are our saviors. And no, these reparations aren't coming. These things that are deserved, it just aren't coming. But we do have a means to do it because Jalen Brown signed, signed the largest NBA contract in history. You know? Um, these rappers, these entertainers, they're getting all kinds of crazy deals. So, no, you may not be able to build a hundred, but you can do three. You know, he built a hundred that that now gives five hundred thousand people, half a million people, access to clean drinking water. 
Right. And he built the bridge to too. One two. Yeah, and he built the bridge. No, no, no. Built that's on top too. of him building. The, he built a bridge for a village. Right. He yeah. completely refurnished a school. Completely Come refurnished on, a hospital. I yes. got it. I got it. I know who this white man is, yo. He's uh-huh. that little white dude that was hanging out with Optimus Prime and Bumblebee. That's who he is. <laughs> All these things are Transformers. That's who he is. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> oh, man. He just might be. Just might be. He done figured something out. But listen, man, we appreciate y'all checking us out, man. Y'all know what to do. Be sure to like, share, comment, subscribe. Share with all of your friends, your family, your enemies, and your coworkers and all that stuff. If you want to shock somebody, because apparently I still make shocking content. So I can't I still can't do some type of the uh, some type of promotions that I've been trying to do because I make shocking content. All right. But anyway. Y'all be sure to do what y'all do best. Uh, we appreciate the support. We on the road to 150. Till next time, it's your boy Dante Credo here to talk my Credo podcast, episode 135. Nasu Nuru, the greatest city badger that ever lived. Peace, y'all. Minister, y'all up in the building. KT, I'm a two-way up in the building. Till next time, y'all stay fly, stay blessed. Peace out, y'all. For real talk and dope conversations. To the Talk My Credo podcast. Find us on all streaming platforms. All happening on social media. And subscribe to us on YouTube at Talk My Credo.